Natalie and Matthias, and we welcome you to our conversations with B2B ecosystems experts and platform founders. Our goal here is to uncover what they learned and help you launch and scale platforms, marketplaces, and business ecosystems. Welcome to a new episode of our podcast, Platforms for Future. Um, here is Matthias, and I'm here with my nice co-host, Natalie. Hi, Matthias. And today we speak with Markus Schorn, and Markus Schorn is member of the think tank at the Deutsche Telekom, and more importantly, he's also the co-author of the new book, The 10X Thinking, which he has written with, together with a very famous venture capitalist here in Germany, Frank Thelen. Welcome to our episode, Markus. Yeah, thank you for the invite. Happy to be here with you. Um, to give our listeners a very quick intro, what you are doing, who you are, maybe could you give a quick yeah, intro or self-description about what you are doing and uh... yeah happy so um yeah as i mentioned I'm, I'm a member of the think tank at deutsche telecom so uh, in, in this role we tend to look 10 years ahead and and and, and see how technology will will impact our society so this is a very broad area where we um yeah, looking about the strategic inspiration for our top management. So what happens on, on basic income, what happens on quantum computing or all these kind of things that are not necessarily straight core business, but adjacent to core business or the way how we do business. So all these kind of areas are, are of the most interest for us. And personally, I am for more than, than 15 years living on this uh, impact zone of, of technology and innovation and society. So I was part of the, the first launch of the smartphones like iPhones and Android and then saw how industries got disrupted through these new kind of phone gadget. And I've been in this space now for, for roughly 15 years. And then it is very interesting and, 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 and so much fun to, to work in this kind of uh, area. And uh, as mentioned at the beginning, uh, you are also the co-author of the new book, 10X Thinking, the 10X DNA. Maybe you can give a short intro also to what is this book about and what was your what was the reason why you wrote this book? Mm -hmm. Sure, happy. Um, the, the book 10X DNA, the, the, the mindset of the future is, is really um, focusing on, on the, the, the increase, the acceleration of technological progress. It's an area that, that Frank Thiel and myself have been um, very passionate about for the last 10 years or 15 years, seeing that the technology, the, the pace of technology is accelerating. We will see more progress in the next 10 years than, than we had seen in the last 100 or past 100 years. And the, the book itself is uh, on the one hand, trying to, to introduce these kind of changes, the, the technologies that are coming um, to a broad range of people, to, to mass audience. On the other hand, but be a bit of a wake-up call for, for Europe to, to make sure that we not fall behind in Europe with all the new technologies that are around the corner. Okay, and uh, 10x thinking is also very important for building platforms because platforms are also, yeah, a new kind of business models 
corporations especially explore today to scale at a much faster uh, rate and uh, also to unlock um, yeah, hyper growth for the future, etc. So how can you see, how is this related? So the a 10x mindset or 10x thinking and, and platforms, how, how, how is it in your world and your thinking correlated to each other? Yes. Um, 10x thinking is is uh, one of the, the the basics one of the founding principles of all the the platform business models that we are seeing right now um if you go back the the original uh, or the, the 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 history the origin story of 10x was the the original moonshot the moon landing the apollo program and when when president kennedy gave the the order to to bring uh, to put a man on the moon and and bring him safely back, the all of the U.S. they they yeah fall behind one project. Everybody focused on one large project, this original moonshot. And when when the rocket engineers got this order, they said, "Whoa! If if you really want to bring a man to the moon, the rockets have to be 10x better." So this was the 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 corner of the term 10x thinking. And during the program there were lots of groundbreaking innovations done to to make this happen to make uh, rockets 10x better um and, and you follow from there the, the path of innovation there was one company it was called fairchild semiconductors who who in, invented the the steering the 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 microprocessors for, for the steering of the apollo program there was one guy who was called gordon moore and he was one of the, the thinkers of Fairchild and then went on to become the founder of Intel computers. And other guys from the, the, the Fairchild, uh, from the Fairchild company, they went on to become venture capitalists. So they founded Sequoia, which then founded Apple and Google. And you see this, this, uh, this red line of 10x thinking coming from the, the Fairchild program, from this, uh, uh, yeah, taking hold in Silicon Valley and then leading to, to groundbreaking new companies from from Atari, from Google, from Apple, all they all they use this 10x thinking in in thinking in their innovation, and and using this for platforms, uh, we can drill down on this a bit later. I think um, it's it's the central the digitalization uh, is a central enabler for these kind of platforms. Yeah, and what I what I also found really really interesting is that you are working at this. And Deutsche Telekom and Deutsche Telekom is really like a one of the biggest corporates here in Germany and is an infrastructure player, but has done a lot of amazing digital yeah, initiatives in the last years and, and, and also embraced this, let's say, digital transformation in a very good way. So how do you see um, that this 10x thinking you are an ambassador for is also embraced by such an old and incumbent company, let's say like Deutsche Telekom. Mm. Yeah, at, at Deutsche Telekom, we we are to this, uh, this extent uh, lucky that, that we provide the basic infrastructure for this future. You know, everything is digitized, everything can be connected and everything will be connected through the internet. And, and we happen to be one of, one of the, the largest providers or of access to the internet so we, we uh, are in the, the the good place that we enable or help our customers to take part in these uh, in this future and this is uh, on the other end our our, our new uh, 
corporate mission or purpose is that we will connect everybody. We won't stop until everybody is connected to this future. So this is uh, in our program or in our, in our brand purpose. In, in, in fact, in the continuity of Matthias' question, um, what I find really uh, interesting and a, a challenge is how incumbent companies across the board uh, can pivot their thinking to this 10x thinking, uh, including uh, business model, uh, you know, evolution like platforms, uh, including, uh, you know, thinking about how uh, technology and the speed of technology evolution uh, impacts our thinking, etc. So it's really a radical change from the way they've been doing business up to now. So uh, I guess I'd be interested to see how you see that challenge for incumbents to pivot mm -hmm. towards that thinking. Yeah, it's a huge challenge. And, and there, there's always this, this tanker, this is large kind of uh, slow boat kind of metaphor here in Germany, where, where Deutsche Telekom is, is a tanker. Um, but on, on the other hand, we, we, we were in, in the center of this uh, uh, huge disruption that, that happened over the last 15 years. Um, imagine the iPhone, uh, 3G, 4G, all these mobile internet, so mobilization of internet, this, this perfect storm for the industry. And then we were somehow uh, part of it or in the center of it. And we, we, we of course, try to stay afloat in, in, this, uh, <laughs> in this, this storm. Um, but it, it forced us also to, to change a lot of things, how, how we, we, we sell our products, how we, we enable our customers to access our products. So the main reason is, of course, the rolling out LTE, now rolling out 5G and, and fiber. Um, yeah, it, it's, it's, we have to keep the pace or stay afloat so that we can offer our customers uh, the, the access to the future. So this is what's what our main challenge, and we still continue with it. Um, yeah. Would you say that uh, uh, it's harder for non-technology-oriented companies to think 10x? I think to an extent. So we were lucky that, that we all, always were in the in this internet area, and, and we saw firsthand what, what happened when, when Google entered the market or when the iPhone came. So we, we always were there too. Other companies, of course, were, were were maybe not so fast in embarking this uh, this new trends, and if you jump now, let's say ten years ahead, or from the original, let's say uh, iPhone now, if if you in the present, you see, I think the, he, um, the CEO of Volkswagen gave an interview how he wants to avoid that, that Volkswagen will become a burning platform like Nokia in the past. So he is really really pushing Volkswagen now to to embark on this digital journey and then do not lose out to, to Tesla and, and all the other, um, yeah, new kids on the block, the new car companies. So it, it, it's Volkswagen, for example, is, is a huge tanker as well. So the, the corporates, I think they, they woke up earlier than most people would give them credit to, but, but the, the dynamic, the momentum needed to, to, to shift this kind of tanker is of course, a, a huge effort. And um, so 10, when I think about 10x, so 10x means always like I can, yeah, grow 10 times more than I've been, uh, than I have today. So my business model will help me to, ten, to, to, to earn money 10x more than, than before. But when, when you describe 
um, you're, you are entering an exponential age and you talked about the exponential speed of technology. Is, isn't 10x not, not also talking about how can I accelerate 10x to keep up with all the changes um, I see out there? So new technologies coming up, etc. So I need to also be much faster, not just thinking about how can I earn much, much more money. Yeah, there are, let's say, some different aspects of, of this 10x thinking. On, on the one hand, um, it broadens your view on what you can achieve, on what you can innovate on. There was this quote from, from Astro, Astro Teller, the, the uh, chief moonshot captain or officer of, of Google X, or no, Alphabet X, the, the uh, skunk works lab of, of Google. And he said, sometimes it's easier to make a product 10x better than just 10% better because it forces you to really think new ways. So it, it broadens the, the view and maybe you do not focus so much more on, on, the, on the product itself, but for the, on the solution you will give your customers and, and try to reinvent the solution a whole new way. This is one thing. Um, and the other thing that, that we, we saw when we're looking at different examples uh, in the book um, is you have to, to trust in this exponential progress, a trust in this exponential improvement of technologies. When uh, we have this example in the book, Frank and I, of, of Gmail, for example, where when the Google guys uh, launched Gmail, they gave every user one gigabyte of free storage, which was insane in, the, in this area uh, era. Sorry, and, um, and and the competitors they they wonder they will never make money if, if they give everyone one gigabyte for free. Yeah. But the Google engineers, they, they trusted that, that the cost of storage follows the, the exponential cost regression and, and will come down. And then once they have a huge number of users, the, the cost per gigabyte will be just some few cents and they will write. So it's a risk that you're embarking or, or going in or taking when you embark on this exponential journey, you have to trust the exponential progress of technology so this means at the end uh, 10x is uh, is really a mindset but has uh, different kind of facets uh, one is about talking about the business model the other one is i need to be much faster than the other ones so i need to accelerate and the other one is maybe about building 10x better products so building better products means better quality etc so I think this, uh, so one hand, this 10x mindset could be a really a challenge for those leaders, but on the other side, also a challenge to find the right balance for your in incumbent business or your, yeah, your, your corporations. So what would you say would be uh, a good way to find this right balance or this right mixture about faster, higher, better for your corporation? Yeah, for, for my corporation, uh, it's always hard to point it on one one area because uh, telecom is, is a huge business from you know, corporate customers, end users, consumers. Um, so overall, it's um, making sure that the whole organization understands that, that, that the times will be more dynamic, more agile in the future. In a softwareized world, everything needs to mean more agile and and uh, i had it in in, in a briefing call last uh, week last friday um if you're thinking about the software software future or every product now 
has a software component, which on the other hand means the product is never finished. Software products are never finished. And if you look at, the, again, Google or Facebook, they are rolling out thousands of updates every day to their microservices. So this is the, the, the thing that you have to, to, to keep in mind as an executive uh, operating in, in this digital space. Your, your products will never be finished. Everything is beta. Um, on the other hand, you, you need to make sure that they do not overwhelm your, your, your employees with it. Make sure that they um, can keep up with the times as well. Yeah, employee uh, engagement, employee learning, or all these kind of things, and mixing and opening up for the uh, for co-creation. Another area which we or the thing that we cover in the book is through the, the cloudification of infrastructure. You know, Amazon Web Services, uh, Google Cloud, or Microsoft Azure um, gives access to world-class infrastructure to anybody. So if I start a company today. Or in the morning and in the afternoon, I can have access to world-class infrastructure, and this op makes uh, the, the, this the, the brings uh, or opens the opportunity that 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 will innovation can now come from everywhere. So as a as a huge company, you need to open up for co-creation and, and co-innovation uh, methods and and and, and uh, projects. And I find this um, actually, uh, uh, it's, it's a dilemma to me for companies because on one hand, what you're saying is like competition can come from even more places than before. Uh, and, and this fits really uh, also the, the platform thinking because you can enter an ecosystem from different angles and you can then find yourself competing with companies who were not on your turf. And yet... As you previously said, and this is also one of the, the interesting uh, uh, elements of the uh, platform approach, you have to trust that the mod model will grow. So, for example, that trust uh, thinking uh, in the platform would be acquiring customer uh, users versus paying customers and trusting that eventually you will convert users into paying customers but then you know it's a bit of a dilemma because okay you've got more and more competition coming from from everywhere and at the same time you're being asked to trust the model and the system so i find that a bit of a uh, a dilemma and a, something not necessarily easy for companies uh, to uh, to grasp mm, it is absolutely absolutely agree but uh, this is the Unfortunately, the, the new way of, of how you have to do business. This is this this dynamic area, a uh, time uh, era. Um, but on the other hand, it, it gives opportunity. Um, yes, competition can come from everywhere, but solutions for some of the problems that you might have can also come from everywhere. We we have um, to take Tesla for example. The um, and it, it comes down, for example, to to rights law that we cover in the book as well. So the 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 um, the cost per part, or the, the 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 cost to produce critical parts comes down with with the with the the, the amount you you produce. So um, pretty basic uh, production law, but it enabled, for example, Elon Musk to do Tesla because there were so many laptops now being produced. This drove down the cost of uh, laptop batteries. And so he could now use laptop batteries to build his new Tesla or his first prototype. And so these kind of, of, of uh, yeah, watch out and, and, and uh, have open eyes and ears where, where new opportunity can come from 
through this 10x or exponential era. This is exactly this is exactly the, the also the the basic for platforms. So to say, there's a commoditization of things, like you mentioned with the batteries and and maybe other resources, etc., and also other tasks. And then platforms can come in and say, okay, let's 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 unbundle all the tasks what we have here and maybe rebundle them and make them more efficient. Um, how do you see those uh, platforms play? Um, a role with this 10x thinking okay maybe do you have any examples where you say this is exactly um where we can see how platforms and 10x can yeah. work um, together i think we, we all know uh, know some of these uh, new platforms because in, in the past this um the, the smartphone led to a lot of unbundling um and you see companies like like uh, uber for example yeah, which is a, a combination or a recombination of, of uh, new technologies. Okay, you have the car. Okay, this was there before. But but through the smartphone, you could combine uh, a Google Maps, uh, GPS. You have always access to your precise location and mobile payment. And, and with all these new technologies around, you could build new services. Or Netflix, uh, when, when retesting, the, he found a Netflix. He always had in mind that the DVD was only a temporary distribution media he always wanted to distribute through uh, through the internet um, and he believed that the internet will be capable and, and powerful enough to distribute the um, the, the movies um, or other platform companies like Alibaba if you look they, they built the, the, this whole large retailer not as a retailer like Walmart but but as an exchange platform between uh, retailers and end users. Um, then there was really a lot of unbundling and, and re reshuffling, let's say, <laughs> the different uh, steps of the infrastructure in, in place. Um, and in this 10x, um, or in the future, or the, the current companies launched of being founded, um, taking, um, yeah, making use of the 10x thinking. Uh, in the book, we have, let's say, Ginkgo Bioworks. They they took this approach from 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 on the one hand chip companies on the other hand like like Amazon Web Services to to make genetic or protein foundries so you you can now order uh, ready proteins and um, or DNA uh, analysis so everything that is uh, um, synthetic DNA. Um, if you are a large medicine company, if you are a buyer, if you are really working now on uh, on, on on new new um, yeah medicines, medicines, they are there to help you with, with their uh, let's say B two B infrastructure on on protein sampling, on DNA analysis, on on yeah help you build proteins you need. So there, there's a mix, let's say, or there's a yeah there is new thinking or the, the old thinking for the tech industry now spills over into other industries like synthetic biology. Yeah, and, and it's another uh, learning there that we had in the book. There is um, now that every industry, every every product has some kind of digital component, um, the, the, the boundaries of industries, they, they, they blur. And then you can combine even industries that were never even possible to combine in, in the past. 
this is also what we embrace when we talk about ecosystem thinking. So we say in the future, or we, we are currently in a kind of an inflection point uh, where we see that in the future, we will not longer see those boundaries of sectors. We will more see the, yeah, that they will uh, blur and blur again. And so that, that, that we have in the future more holistic ecosystems, maybe like around mobility or health or whatever, and everything merges together. And uh, so is this also a kind of a key and crucial part in corp uh, uh, corporates or incumbent companies need to embrace is this, is this kind of ecosystem thinking. So yes, having on the one hand side a mindset, yes, I want to grow fast or whatever, but on the other side, to really to spot those opportunities, to, to spot those white spaces for innovation, to, to spot the white space is for 10x. So to really embrace this ecosystem thinking, is this something they have to incorporate, for example, with a institute like a think tank? Or what would you say would be a, a good advice to those incumbent companies, how to do that? Um, yeah, our think tank is a bit of structured differently, but, but um, it, it's um, your innovation department, your business development department. Um, your strategy department needs to incorporate these kind of thinking, the the the, the openness, the the open ears, open eyes that that, that um, new opportunities, but also new challenges can can come from everywhere. That they, they will, uh, they they can now just jump between industries. Um, if you look um, back for let's take Amazon Web Services as an example as well, when when they launched their their the, the whole Amazon ecosystem if you look at their 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 balance sheet what a usual uh, a traditional retailer they they have cost centers you know they they have their their logistics uh, they they have their for, for them payment logistics all these kind of things are, are cost centers and through their new setup amazon managed to make this cost uh, profit centers so they have a logistics uh, a branch that that they rent out to other retailers as well they have a payment unit that every other retailer can use now their payment infrastructure. So they, they force themselves to, to make every, even, even core internal process available to outside users and, and manage so to, to take cost centers to profit centers. And, and these kind of thinking, I do not see really in, 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 in other large companies. Yeah. Is this, would you say that's also an element of 10x thinking? It's, it's an element of, of this digitization and then the, the 10x future. Yes, you need to be aware that, that new business models and new business thinking can, can pop up anytime. Um, I read an article about Tesla a few weeks ago and, and, and Tesla sees itself not as a car maker, but as a chain of startups in the energy and transportation area. You know, from from solar roofs to their own battery uh, research, and, and now they are looking into insurance. So everything that a, that an e-car would need, they try to found companies in this area. It, it, this chain of of startups that that they call it. Yeah, it's it's. Uh... A chain of startups that make up the ecosystem of the end customer uh, journey, I suppose. And, and this is also uh, the approach uh, uh, for platforms thinking, which, uh, you know, 
leads us to actually orchestrate an ecosystem around a customer, an end customer or an end user journey, end user, not necessarily end customer, uh, and uh, which, you know, back to the previous comment on, on industries, uh, borders being blurred, uh, uh, makes that um, you know mix of different industries collaborate around a, a mm -hmm. journey. Yeah, this collaboration aspect and and being uh, even have the mindset to cooperate on certain areas or the the mindset to 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 really focus all your resources on on one area that that might become more critical um, in five years time. There is a reason that that all the the Silicon Valley greats, so the the founders of Google and and the guys, they they all read Clayton Christensen's Innovators Dilemma. They they all saw how large companies failed, and they 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 gave the uh, let's say the 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 they, they did not want to happen to this to themselves. So they always keep innovating. They always keep keep changing their companies and and do not or settle for 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 market share or whatever they they keep keep pushing the pedal to the metal so to accelerate and uh, this is a good point and uh coming back to deutsche telekom so <laughs> how is deutsche telekom embracing this and saying hey how can we reinvent ourselves and uh, i remember in our briefing call you mentioned also 5g network slicing is this something um which could be a kind of a reinvention or also maybe an unbundling of services Deutsche Telekom has owned um, and now is unbundling for mm. for others to yeah, it's, it's, build um, their business models on top. Yeah, good to think about how, how we, we approach this uh, open network laboratory, for example. The, um, 4G for us came a bit late for this uh, digital thinking, this 10x thinking, but 5G now is, is our Let's say new technology that is truly born in this uh, this exponent or 10x era, and and with this um, maybe you have heard of this open radio access network initiative where we in the past all the telcos they they bought their infrastructure from one or two vendors so they they uh, we went or they went to Cisco or to Ericsson or to Nokia and, and bought the, the let's say the mobile network there. So I want to have one mobile network and then the vendor being it Nokia or Ericsson, yeah, provided it. Um, but for us, it was a lock-in because the software or the hardware or the, the, the services came from one vendor. And with this open radio or open RAN initiative, we, we want to change this. We want to really go to a hardware and software or we want to separate the hardware and software so that we then can use the the innovation approach that that software is doing so we can can now work with, with other companies on the software layer of our network we can work with startups on the software layer um, so we are opening our our network up for new services from other companies that, that not necessarily are the, the 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 network vendors yeah this is a new thinking for us and then we are of course internally making sure that, that we embark on this journey with the right people and mindset and the right skills. Um, yeah, this is new for us as well, this new software-defined network area, the era, how you are. 
Yeah, this is also how we see that uh, incumbent companies can emerge or uh, we call this our platform value stack where you have multiple layers of, uh, of value you create. Um, the lowest layer or the, the base layer is, let's say, the infrastructure layer, uh, maybe like 5G, etc. cetera. Uh, but on top, you build up two other layers, like the data and intelligence layer. And um, the highest layer would be the engagement layer where you bring people together where you engage with people. So you have to embrace those three uh, layers and build, build up capabilities on all three layers to be, or to be, to stay successful or the, or to become successful in the long run. Um, um, 10X thinking leads for me also to another topic, which is really, really important today. And this is sustainability. So we not only have to think about new business models, but also we as a, human mankind, we have a big challenge ahead of us um, to really reduce our carbon footprint and to save our planet as the base infrastructure for the whole life. So how could, how would you say can 10X thinking also help regards sustainability and um, yeah, building up um, or maybe return to a planet uh, which enables all of us humans and um, animals, etc., and life to 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 stay alive. Yeah, <laughs> or, or, or to Mars. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> um, so the, the, the this 10x thinking uh, or, or the the good news that Frank and I always share in this uh, sustainability era, and agree with you that that we have huge challenges in front of us with with climate change and and and. Uh, let's say all the, all the nutrition and, and food uh, topics the, the good news is we have every puzzle piece that we need now so we have all the technologies that we need to shift to a carbon negative uh, society we, we have all the technology we need to provide food for anybody on earth with with synthetic biology and 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 they take lab-grown meat or fake meat, the alternative proteins, which we cover in the book. The, the tech isn't there. We now need this 10x thinking to to implement them. So some of the stuff like carbon capture or, or uh, other, other border technologies are, are too expensive right now to, to be implemented in a broader scale. But through 10x, the, the, the cost will come down. And it will will become affordable to to um, yeah, implement, for example, carbon capture. I read an article last week where where I saw that that the or the the author was yeah describing that that the the price of uh, alternative proteins and, and lab grown meat is is following on on Moore's law regarding the the cost regression of uh, expo uh, exponential cost regression of of um, yeah food production. So in the future, it will become cheaper more healthy and less animals or no animals involved to to give you a steak and and if a fake steak is, is cheaper and and environmentally or carbon neutral why wouldn't you take this yeah so tech wise we are there we now need the the implementation of all these technologies energy storage um yeah yeah <laughs> In implementation and, and thinking, because when you're telling me that I could be able, uh, you know, eating a steak, which is not a steak, uh, you know, it requires some uh, <laughs> 10x thinking for my mind. <laughs> for my brain. Yeah, it, 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 it needs some kind of personal openness to, uh, to the future. Yes. 
Um, but but uh, kidding aside, the the what we see in these uh, um, industries, we, we we would need more, let's say, venture client models, where where a, a large corporate or even a government um, acts as a as a first customer to to buy like, like let's take carbon capture as an example it's currently very expensive but why do not why not um, a government or a, a large company steps in to be the first customer to bring the cost down so that other companies then can afford to implement as well yeah so this is a point um so incumbent companies have a kind of an advantage because they have uh in kind of an unfair advantage because they have developed some kind of technologies or whatever, or have access to resources. And then they, this allows them to maybe to, to think 10 X and to build things 10 X. And on the other side, they can be also to embrace this, what you call the venture client model. So being also their first client to enable, to reduce the cost of manufacturing, cost of production, et cetera, to really, um, drive those costs down. Um, yeah, it's, um, coming, coming to an end of our podcast, looking at the time, um, I think it was really, really, um, refreshing to, um, talking to you, Marcus, and then, um, learn more about 10 X thinking, um, with their different facets of faster and different business models, building better products co-creation we talked about um, especially with uh, some kind of examples with aws and their world-class infrastructures and how also platforms can be part of that and last but not least also that uh, you mentioned for sustainability we have all what we need we just need to find the right way to put the pieces together to build something for our future uh, which will which will help us to solve all of our problems and challenges related to sustainability. Maybe a kind of a closing question to you. Um, you are also a kind of a senior leader and you have learned a lot in your career about uh, yeah, leadership and uh, building businesses. What would be your kind of key advice to other business builders? What should they learn? What should they follow? What would be kind of a yeah, key advice? Yeah. It's an interesting question, and then and, uh, yeah, took some time to think about it. The um, the way we do business today or in the future we will be rapid fire. There will new ideas coming in a speed not seen before. Say business models or, or established ways of doing things will will not keep stable for long so everything becomes more faster everything can be disrupted uh, yeah yeah much quicker so do not do not uh, settle down if you have established a way of doing things for yourself this will not be stable it will, will change it will always be uh, needs to be adjusted so yeah always keep your own approaches fresh Try to, to reinvent your approaches, try to adjust your approaches uh, to the new yeah, state of tech, for example. Yeah, this is the thing that I would uh, try to give uh, leaders. Good. Thank you very much. Thank you, Marcus. And, and I, like, I, I liked very much your closing, your uh, just previous uh, 
a comment full of hope on uh, sustainability. We have everything we need. Yeah. Now we just need to implement. So that's uh, something very nice to hear. <laughs> yeah, the good news, as you said, is, is uh, we have all the parts in place, all, all the technology we need. And there is one um, non-profit organization in Germany. It's called Engineers Saving Earth which really looks at this kind of what can we implement now of the technologies that are available to to fight against the climate change and then going to a carbon negative society. I think this is a very good closing statement. Um, so thank you again, Markus, for, for joining us and giving your insights on 10x thinking. And I'm also sure that our listeners are really um, uh, liked hearing more from you and um, yeah the book is out now uh, since some weeks or some, since some months and I think uh, we should uh, recommend everybody to go out buy the book read the book and learn more and if there are any questions reach out to Marcus to to learn more from him yeah thanks. thank you for the invite the uh, just one announcement the, the English version of the book is in the press so you will even have the opportunity to buy the non-German version of, of the book in, in, in a few weeks. So Yeah, Marco, thank you again for, for joining our episode and giving us some insights on 10x thinking. And yeah, looking forward to um, meet you again in the future. And um, yeah, hope our listeners enjoyed to, uh, listening to you. Yeah, thank you for the invite and I hope to see you soon. Thank you.